Are you ready to be motivated? Hey everyone, Brad Dalius here with another exciting episode of Motivators in Motion. Today we're going to be speaking with Scott Greenberg. Scott has over 10 years of experience as a multi-unit award-winning franchise owner of Edible Arrangements, whose operation has won him international recognition. He's recognized as the franchise influencer and knows how to take people and their business to the next level. We're going to chat with Scott about this and more in just a second, but first, let's thank our sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial right now at audibletrial.com slash motivatorsemotion. With a busy schedule, I don't get in as much reading as I probably should. Audible allows me to finally check out that book that everyone's been talking about. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Check it out right now for free at audibletrial.com slash motivatorsemotion. Scott, welcome to the podcast. And if you could just start out by telling everyone, what are you most excited about in your life right now? I think, honestly, what excites me the most right now is seeing where my kids are headed. They're both teenagers and really coming into their own individuality. They're very different people. And it's exciting to watch the beginning of their adulthood, the rest of their lives unfold. That's probably what's uh, most exciting for me right now. What is the biggest challenge for people when they're trying to get motivated today and how there's such a wide range of media being thrown at them, whether it's on social media, whether it's with people just in their own family or friends, people trying to decipher stuff and really organize things, I think probably is the beginning of people trying to better themselves. But from your experience, what has been the the biggest thing that people come up to you and they're like, Scott, I need help with this. I need help with that. I think that there's a tendency to want to look outward for both identifying what the challenges are and for solutions. So, uh, you know, some will say to me, there's too much competition or I, you know, I somehow can't find a way to break in. And so they're, they're pointing at these external factors. And certainly those things are real. But when I look at real high-performing people, what I found is they take a lot more responsibility. They believe there are solutions. And they start from within. In other words, they ask themselves the question, what can I do to take control of the situation? How am I getting in my own way? What are the thoughts that I need to clear from my head? And how can I reframe the facts of what's going on in my favor? So, you know, all the work that I do is I'm focusing on the human elements of business. So how we think, how we lead, and on how we serve. And all these have to do with, you know, one's mindset and collectively the cultures and the social dynamics. And what I find is that the more we can look for the obstacles that we impose on ourselves and deal with that first, deal with our own mindset first, you start to just see opportunities and solutions you didn't see before. So I really think that's where most problems start is within. When you can concretely you know, acknowledge that and deal with that, you'll find solutions come from within as well. What have you maybe learned from maybe it was a, a noteworthy speaking engagement you had or someone you came across who really had an impact? What you had said to them really just had an impact on their lives and their careers and was really able to push them in the direction they were looking to go in ultimately. Is there something that stands out? Is there a moment as of recent maybe that really just, it's one of those things that reminds you that this is why you do what you do? Yeah, I've had a number of those things over the years. It started off 
back in the days when I really was just doing motivational speaking, that was a result of a one-year battle with cancer that I had. And so I started off as a speaker talking about overcoming adversity. And I was very clear that I didn't just want to be a guy who talked about himself and his own disease. I really was more interested in the audience and what they were going through. So from the very beginning, I chose the cancer as a metaphor, that we all have our cancers. You know, there's some of that we can't control, but what we can control is what we need to focus on. And so our reactions are what matters. So I've had all kinds of stories over the years that have just been fantastic about people saying, you know, I heard you speak. And as a result, I went ahead and I took that risk. I opened up that business and it was successful. There's one email I got from a, um, a sophomore in high school, a girl who always described herself as not a very important person that she didn't think that people liked her. But she said after she heard me speak, she decided she was going to do all these different things in life. And one of the things at which she was successful but the biggest thing is she said, I asked the boy of my dreams out to the Sadie Hawkins dance, and we've been going out now for a month. As adults, we hear a story like that. It sounds sweet. It sounds cute. You know, a 15-year-old girl asking a boy out. But for her, those emotions and the, that perspective, those obstacles were as real to her as someone today who is dealing with some kind of, you know, economic crisis. I mean, it's real. She had to conquer that stuff, go for it, take a risk, and then get great results. And I have had other people who've basically done the same thing. I went for it and got rejected, but I survived and I'm okay. And now I feel ready to try again. And really success is less about trying. It's more about trying again. And so I think people learn from failure stories as much as they learn from success stories, realizing success is possible for some. So it's possible for me. And well, failure doesn't hurt as much as I thought. So maybe I can try again. And that's when they succeed. But yes, I've had people tell me that they've had business successes and athletic successes and academic successes, but a lot of this personal things, and it really makes it all worthwhile. I'm glad you brought up an experience with uh, a younger individual, like the girl you had mentioned there. And Maybe just kind of moving away from that slightly, but uh, maybe just a little bit older people in there, their late 20s, early 30s, people who feel like, because there's so much pressure today, Scott, you know, in just so many different industries, most of them are just ultra competitive, as we all know, and it's hard to stand out. But I think there's this notion that if you aren't successful now at an earlier age, because we see a big crop of people who are successful, the late teens, early 20s, ultra successful, the Instagram influencers and just social media influencers and such, that I, if people aren't successful at that age or just a little bit older, they feel like they've kind of missed out on their opportunity. What is your take on, and maybe you, have, maybe you can draw from some experience here with people who kind of doubt themselves at an earlier age because they haven't hit success quite yet. What is your thoughts on those people? What type of advice do you usually offer them or would you offer those individuals who feels like they just haven't tapped into that area yet in their life where they can be successful? They're not really sure where to go. I point a lot to the problem of comparison where we look at other people and allow them to set the standards for how we are supposed to be that we look at someone else's success and use that to measure ourselves. So if I'm not a gazillionaire by the time I'm 25, like that person I just read about, then there's something wrong with me, that their success is a statement on me. And so I talk a lot in presentations how that's not the case, that comparison is useful when it brings out truth, when it brings out facts, when it gives us ideas. But in terms of measuring our overall value or our worth, it's useless. Because number one, 
you know, we're reading articles and seeing, you know, videos where people are pointing cameras, where the media is. But the reality for most of us is so much different than what's on those articles. Most people of younger generations are not anywhere near as successful as some of these giants that the media focuses on. So that's number one. Number two, those people who have experienced a lot of very early success, especially financial success, doesn't mean that they have succeeded in other areas. That there's a lot of people that if you look at the whole life and not just that one compartment of their life that you like, you realize, wow, the overall package isn't so great. So yeah, that person has a lot of money at this certain age, but they're also alone and maybe they're unhealthy or maybe there's some other parts of their life that they didn't focus on and that success came at a price. And so I, I don't, I think we need to look at other people to see what's possible to get ideas for inspiration, but we shouldn't look to other people to measure our own path. I think that we're all on our own unique path and maybe a slower, steadier pace will allow you to succeed across the board and not just at that one thing. People want to know what motivates individuals like yourself, Scott, to continue to go out there, help individuals, help other businesses really take their stuff to the next level. Those great ideas that you come up with and how you're able to be an asset to those type of individuals really and offer everything you have to them. What motivates you to go through that process to help out other people? What really is that driving force, that constant in your life? I like the emotional payoff. I'm having fun. And when this stops being fun, I'm going to stop. I have accomplished most of the goals that I have in life. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, big speaking engagements over the years that I wanted or to, you know, at one point I wanted to be able to, you know, have given a paid presentation in every state in the U.S. And, uh, you know, I've been able to do those things. And do I want to, you know, have more bookings and make more money and have a few more toys? Absolutely. But really, I just really enjoy doing it. And I want to keep that going you know, maintain that feeling as long as possible. When I'm gone, I'm gone, but I'm also home or odd, so I can spend more time with my family and all that. So I'm pretty clear about what's important to me. And this lifestyle enables me to maintain that. So what keeps me going is just how much I enjoy it. There's not enough money in the world just to be able to buy the emotional payoff that I get. So I'm, I'm in a good place. What's something that most people probably don't know about you? Those who know me find it interesting is, you know, my grandmother was a Schindler's List Holocaust survivor. Oh, wow. So when I saw that movie, I had a, you know, a very personal attachment to it. Um, I, in fact, I even have a photo of my grandmother with Oscar Schindler. And that story, knowing all the hell that she went through and other members of my family, was instrumental in keeping me going when I was diagnosed with cancer. I never went through, you know, why me? I thought, okay, and now it's my turn because there's been some tremendous adversity in my family. So in that way, her experience was very useful. But yeah, that's one thing about me that uh, I suppose is a little bit unique. Great stuff, Scott. Hey, you're definitely, there's no question about it. You're 100% a motivator in motion, helping out people on a consistent basis, really killing it out there. For people who want to continue to follow you and your journey, everything that you are doing on a regular basis, where's the best place for them to go? Uh, you can start at my website, which is scottgreenberg.com, B-E-R-G and Berg. And all my social media links are right there on the site if you want to follow me. I'm, I'm in all the usual places. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today here on the podcast. And thanks for inspiring us a little bit here on Motivators in Motion. My pleasure, Brad. Thanks. 
For you, the listeners of Motivators in Motion, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Just go to audibletrial.com slash motivatorsinmotion. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash motivatorsinmotion for your free audiobook.